Uh, welcome to the podcast. My name is Kevin Miner. Today we are with someone from KRA and we are having an interesting conversation about something that they just uh, launched and um, it's important that you know about it. So, how are you? I'm very fine, thank you. My name is Andrew Momanyi from Kenya Revenue Authority, Domestic Taxes Department, Teams Operations Unit. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, uh, Teams stands for Tax Invoice Management System. Mm-hmm. It's a back-end system. I know people know Teams uh, in terms of there's KRA yeah. and there's also NTSA. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about Teams uh, from KRA, which is T-I-M-S. Yes. So it stands for Tax Invoice Management System, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a system that uh, is being used to uh, administer VAT. Right. Which is value-added tax. Yes. Awesome. Um, my question would be, um, obviously, you mentioned something about NTSA having the teams. Why is KRA launching this right now? Uh, it's actually, what we are doing is uh, an upgrade. Okay. And we're not launching it now. We actually launched it a while back. That mm-hmm. is in 2021. Awesome. Um, but the regulations had passed in the year 2020. And we all mm-hmm. understand in the year 2020, it was a bit of a tough year for every economy and mm-hmm. uh, different people. Mm-hmm. And so there was an extension which was granted uh, to actually begin that uh, implementation from August of 2021. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was to run for 12 months, uh, now ending in 31st July of this year. Mm -hmm. So that is when the rollout ended. But um, as an administrative measure, KRA undertook to do stakeholder engagements. And we realized that uh, there were some of the taxpayers who were stuck in particular processes that uh, would not have allowed them to complete by that deadline. Mm -hmm. So uh, KRA took an administrative uh, extension to actually grant people two more months, mm-hmm. which ended on 30th September. Mm-hmm. And uh, due to some hitches and challenges uh, that we experienced uh, in the process of that uh, implementation, mm-hmm. they were granted an additional two months, uh, which is now running to up to 30th of November. Okay. But we encourage a lot of people who are registered with VAT that intend to actually come on board mm-hmm. To take advantage of the first month to actually uh, procure and uh, install because it's not a plug and play system. You know, with any system, you need to undertake configuration integrations with systems. So, uh, if you come on 30th of November thinking Mm -hmm. that you've beat the deadline, then what what happens to the integration and you starting to use? Because you see, it means that by 30th, everybody should have installed, integrated, and is now using it from 1st of December. Yeah. Or when you actually finish the integration. That's true. Because yes. the process involved now to configure it and sort yes, of just uh, yes, get yes. familiar yeah, yeah, yeah. with it. So you say this is, was implemented um, early. It's actually an advancement of a previous implementation. Yes, yes. So we mm-hmm, right. we we, we uh, in two thousand and five, mm. as a measure of uh, allowing uh, the VAT taxpayers mm-hmm. to actually account for the value added tax, right which is a consumption tax that is paid by the consumer mm-hmm. at the point of when they are procuring goods or services. Mm-hmm. So what happens is that uh, there are different rates that uh, are applicable, but the general rate is 16% mm-hmm. currently. So uh, there's also a special rate for things like fuel, which yes. is, has VAT at 8%. There mm-hmm. are things which are also listed in the first and second schedule that don't attract uh, VAT. Mm-hmm. They're either zero rate or exempt. Yeah. So now what happens is that 
uh, we need a way in which all this can be collated in a way that uh, people can be able to actually administer that tax and uh, collect on behalf of the government and remit. Mm. So you find that uh, in 2005, the tax uh, electronic tax registers, mm. commonly known as ETRs, ETRs. were introduced. And um, they're the ones which were being used to actually administer, and they're still being used to administer VAT. So right. meaning that when you purchase from a person who's VAT registered, mm -hmm. they should be able to actually issue with a tax invoice. Yes. And now that tax invoice is the one that accounts for the VAT charged mm. uh, at that particular moment. Right. So now over time, we realize that 2005, uh, many, many years back, yeah. over time, uh, manufacturers have stopped supporting those machines. Mm -hmm. There are some of them which have been outdated. You can imagine if phones were introduced in the year 2008, 2010 there. And yeah. right now, no one has the same phone. No one. <laughs> but the traders have the same ETRs. That's true. Wow. Right. And, and transactions and businesses have changed. There are businesses which have moved... Um, uh, big bounds mm -hmm. uh, they are doing cloud computing they're doing right. all that so we needed to come up with a system that can compete and can also be integrated with current systems mm. so that is why now we upgraded those etrs to uh, include different features for them and also to just bring about a harmony in how people are trading because um the previous ones were prone to uh, manipulation and uh, mm -hmm. fraud and all that. Mm -hmm. So um, an upgrade is just having a similar device, but now an upgraded version of that device that can be able to actually communicate to carry mm -hmm. and simplify the whole tax process. Because we understand majority of the people who join business nowadays, they may not know the laws and they may not know how to do VAT and account. Yes. So one of our pillars is actually to simplify taxation. And with these devices, then we should be able to simplify that taxation process. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's amazing. Uh, I like the aspect because I was just about to ask you how advanced is this and how, because uh, as, a, as a customer or as a uh, service user, yes. my, my quick thinking would be, how is this making it easier for me? Is, you, you know, and, and yeah. I like that you said, um, yeah. I noted security. You said yeah. simplification. Yes. Mm -hmm. You see now, um, the process of uh, VAT requires that you start off by the registration. Yes. Uh, once you acquire a certain threshold, which mm -hmm. is 5 million uh, turnover per year. Yes. Uh, there's also voluntary registration where you, based on how you're trading and the people you're trading with, they mm -hmm. might require you to actually invoice them uh, inclusive of VAT. So yeah. it means that you will have to register voluntarily. And there's also the forceful registration where um, you've reached the threshold and you've not registered Just and idea. you're still doing so. The commissioner can uh, be mandated by law to actually forceful register you. Mm -hmm. So you find that once you register, then you'll need to acquire the uh, ETR. And right now we are calling them Teams Compliant ETRs. Mm -hmm. So um, once you acquire that, then you'll need, need to be configured and then you are able to actually start issuing uh, valid invoices. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the key things is that uh, a lot of people are not able to validate uh, the invoices they are given. Mm. So you're given an invoice and then you have to walk to carry and ask, I was given this, I don't know whether it's valid, it's, valid. it's uh, all that, uh, okay. And then there were others which were being given fraudulent invoices and then when they file their returns, uh, they get inconsistencies and uh, they have to reconcile their right. accounts again. Mm -hmm. So uh, this whole system actually uh, took a whole holistic approach of looking at all the challenges that mm -hmm. have been there and uh, 
faced by both KRA, both uh, the traders and uh, the government. Mm-hmm. And uh, the project team was tasked to actually come up with specifications how we can address all those issues using one implementation. And that's why now the tax invoice management system was actually implemented. So currently you can be able to actually get an invoice and validate it real time. Wow. This is possible because um, these devices are able to actually transmit uh, tax information to mm. the authority in real time or near real time. Mm. By near real time, what we mean is that uh, in case there's a downtime on internet, yeah, then it can be able to store in that machine and as soon as the internet is available, mm. uh, it's able to transmit. Right. Yes. I, I, I like that. I, I sense a lot of digi- digitization yes. in the whole process. Yes. And yes. Um, the simplification is simply amazing. You mentioned about um, registering for this. First of all, um, is there a special process towards uh, you uh, if, if I want to uh, register for this rollout? Is there a specific process towards it um, that maybe you could highlight? Okay. Uh, there's no specific uh, registration. What happens is that as long as you're registered for VAT, that mm-hmm. is the first prerequisite, mm-hmm. then you will need to actually contact, uh, we have approved suppliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens is that uh, this whole process is not KRA who's uh, giving out the devices because mm-hmm. it's a device-based approach, mm-hmm. meaning that we are using devices to generate invoices. Mm-hmm. And based on the type of uh, invoicing system you're using, mm-hmm. that 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 is what now you will acquire that device that would be integrated with your invoicing system. Uh. So probably to start off is to just to explain that for someone to be able to supply ETRs which are approved by KRA, they have to go through a testing process Yeah, to make sure that whatever we've specified as what we would require the machine to do, it's able to do. And uh, then they will go through an approval process. Mm-hmm. And then once we approve them, we publish them on our website. Mm. So if anyone would go to our website under publication and then type uh, ETR approved suppliers, mm. you'll be able to see a list there. And these are the major suppliers, mm. meaning that this is a person who's the contact person with the manufacturer. Yeah. Majority of the manufacturers are foreigners. So now this is the link person. Mm. But underneath them, uh, they have so many retailers. So meaning that one supplier can have up to 70 or 50 retailers who can right. supply the entire country. Mm. So currently people will see like they're around 17 suppliers and then they would mm. wonder, would 17 suppliers serve the entire country? Yeah. No. The thing is that uh, those are the, like we call, big distributors. Mm-hmm. And then there are retailers underneath them. And then the retailers are the one, uh, once you contact this supplier that you want to work with, then they'll be able to tell you in a particular region of this country, mm-hmm. I have this retailer that you can work with. Yeah. And now in terms of uh, diversity, you don't need to actually alter your entire invoicing system to accommodate what KRA is implementing. Right. So now we have four types. Of ETR. The first type, if you're a person who's doing manual, mm-hmm. meaning that you write cash sale receipts or you just populate some Excel or you those kind of manual systems of invoicing, mm-hmm. then we have a type A. Okay. So we are just upgrading you slightly into automation. Yes. Yeah. So that all that in things that you are writing can be captured in a device. Wow. And then you have one receipt. I'm curious to ask because we talked about, uh, you mentioned something interesting while you were beginning the, the podcast and you said uh, there was a system already serving people from 205. Yes. Uh, up to now, that's around 17 years. Yes. I'm thinking for this particular system. Yes. Um, 
and 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 I reckon you probably thought about this while even designing and coming up with a system. What's the longevity threshold? Is it something that, for I I would as a business person I'd get now and then be told you know you have to upgrade again in about five years. What's what's the longevity threshold for this for this one? Looking into the future, it it varies uh, from device to device, okay. but I think the minimum is five years. Okay, and it can go until. Uh, I wouldn't know because of uh, different manufacturers making yeah. it differently. Because um, the current devices are more current, mm-hmm. they they are able to connect to the internet. Some of them are even touch screens. Some of right. them have uh, capability to actually swipe cards and all mm-hmm. that. So there are different uh, specifications that have been provided, okay. and that's why we actually brought about different uh, many suppliers mm-hmm. to offer variety to our taxpayers so that they can be able to actually choose what suits them for that particular moment. Wow, amazing. Um so we you mentioned briefly about a deadline. Yes. For registration. Yes, for actually we call it uh, onboarding. Onboarding, right? Yes, which is actually coming on board that uh, system. Yeah. And um the first deadline actually lapsed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 31st of July. Mhm. And that is what is provided for by law, okay. a 12-month pro- transition period, mm-hmm. meaning that uh, the all VAT registered taxpayers were given 12 months to actually plan, uh, come on board, yeah. configure, and mm-hmm. integrate, and start using. Right. So that period elapsed on 31st of July 2022, mm-hmm. and uh, there was some additional two months mm-hmm. uh, for those who had not completed to complete. Yeah. And uh, secondly, there was also an additional time that has been granted and an additional two months mm-hmm. due to some technical challenges that uh, the stakeholders experienced. Mm-hmm. And now it's that one will lapse on 30th of November, which I think now would be the last one. So people should take advantage of uh, this particular month and right. finalize by next month. What, what, what happens if someone fails to onboard? <laughs> Wow, that would be uh, so sad. But uh, the law provides under Section 63 of the VAT Act, Mm -hmm. uh, someone will be liable for penalties. And we wouldn't want anyone to actually face those because uh, we still have time. Mm -hmm. And uh, they can actually check out the approved suppliers. And the penalty is uh, up to a million shillings or imprisonment of three years or in severe cases both. So it's actually illegal to fail to yes, you know, onboard. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm thinking about businesses that would want to find certified teams um, solutions providers. Yes. yes. Where can they find them? Uh, we've published in our website mm-hmm. uh, the list of uh, ETR suppliers oh, okay. who have been approved. And the process is very easy as unlike uh, the previous uh, regime. Mm-hmm. Right now, you just uh, go to our website, find the list. We've provided offices, phone contact, emails, and uh, all details concerning those suppliers mm-hmm. so that, uh, and even the manufacturer and the models yeah. that they're offering. So meaning that you are able to choose from those models uh, which have been provided, and mm-hmm. we've categorized them according to types. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned earlier, the types are based on what invoicing system you're using. Yeah. So if you're manual, then you go for type A. Mm-hmm. If you're using a point of sale, you go for type B. Right. 
if you're using uh, ERP or software billing, you go for type C. Okay. And in case you are in between, maybe you're changing systems from manual to automated, then you can use a type D, which is uh, acts as the above three, A, B, or C. Uh-huh. So now once you contact uh, the approved suppliers, then uh, you will go ahead and procure a device, which is now the ATR, mm-hmm. and it will be configured, uh, and the whole process is online. Meaning that uh, you get wow. an email. Yeah. They, then they just do a declaration from our domestic taxes system, right. mm-hmm. which is iTax, and you get a notification that you purchased this device, and uh, it's a yes or no. So when you click yes, accepting the details, then they're able to configure and issue the device. You don't have to walk to KRA. You don't mm. need to register anything. You don't need to do any administrative works. It's just uh, an online click. Awesome. Um, Lastly, as we end uh, the podcast, the question would be, uh, what has been the um, response? Uh, are people, you know, just out of uh, curiosity? Yes, yes. Mm. The response has been good. Uh, we've done a lot of stakeholder engagements. We've also reached out to our VAT taxpayers mm-hmm. to actually come on board. And actually, majority of them are the ones who had told us that uh, they would wish that we actually give them more time. Right. And since we are a caring authority, then we thought it wise to actually accommodate everyone. And we are pleading with them that uh, they take advantage of this additional time just not to be caught off guard because it's not our wish to punish anyone Mm. or to uh, level any penalties on anyone. It's our wish to actually make this process as smooth as possible and make sure that all the VAT registers enjoy the benefits that come with this system. Well, Andrew, thank you so much. Uh, this has been so engaging, so insightful. I appreciate your time. I appreciate being here and uh, communicating to our listeners. Awesome. Uh, that was the podcast. Uh, see you on the next one. You can find us on www.ntv.co.ke or nation.africa. My name is Kevin Miner. See you next time. Mm-hmm.